All right. <laughs> Frank Yang, we are live. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Thanks for having me, bro. Atlas, infinite bra. Infinite bra. <laughs> Yo, guys, check out check out my uh, Zoe King uniform. <laughs> it starts snowing. I'll start to wear that, but it's too hot right now. I have, a, I have a stringer inside. This is my three layers of the onion. My stringer inside, and this, and the Zoe Chen. Oh, we're going to talk about the three, uh, three stages to the absolute, so... I am so pumped for this conversation. Unbelievably pumped. The more to the absolute we go inward, the in a sense, the less dialectic we can have about it that is really resonant. And it's kind of like when you get to the level of LeBron James and Michael Jordan, there's only a few basketball players that they can play with now. And so uh, that's what I've noticed about where you've gotten in your understanding of who we are and why we're here is that it's made it so that I, I can tell based on what you're communicating about your realization about the nature of reality, that this is going to be an optimal convo because we've gotten to that one end and we're communicating it in somewhat similar ways. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. this is stuff that I heard you say like on your uh, YouTube videos, like the, the analogy of video games and, um... Infinity expressing itself. It's just a very, very simple way to get to the truth. Like you have these two-step things. Like, okay, uh, you're a separate self with the cloud, and then you're a batting awareness. Uh, you're the sky. Okay, there's that. You disappear into the both, and then you become formal emptiness. So simple, bro. <laughs> and then the tantra stuff too. I wouldn't know what we were talking about when you say tantra just like two months ago, but I started to look into like Zochen and tantra stuff. It, it, it just makes sense. Just like after you realize emptiness, you go to the tantric route where you felt the emptiness with form. But the problem yeah. is a lot of people start doing Tantra without realizing emptiness first. So they get stuck in content without realizing that the content, the context are one and the same. You find the emptiness in the form, the form, the emptiness. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. And this is the Heart Sutra's core. And emptiness is form, form is emptiness. And we'll, let's actually go right into the steps. Sure. Yeah, because I think it's I think it's so important to, to go right in. So also what's so interesting about Frank is that infinite bra over here is a really good, eloquent and punctual communicator about what's going on. And so you and I come from a practice that has gotten us here that actually has a lot of similarities. So both of us have sat the Theravada Buddhism Vipassana meditation retreats. 10 days, zip, shut the fuck up, don't say a word. <laughs> yeah, what? Dude, people can't even shut up for one day. I remember when I first heard that people didn't talk for 10 days, I was like, dude, 
I'm going to be in the pool of people that there's only like whatever, a couple thousand or tens of thousands on the planet that have ever been able to shut the fuck up for 10 straight days and tap into what happens when you do that. I was scared when I first heard about it, but I just knew I had to do that. <laughs> I knew exactly. about it before I went to my first retreat. Uh, it's that's a component of it for us. Then Zokchen is another component of it for yep. us. And then uh, I'm, I'm I'm not sure which spiritual mystic literatures you've read, but the Tao Te Ching, Confucius, is Analects is another one that I've really liked. I've really liked the Old and New Testament. I've loved the Sufi metaphysics. So have you also kind of looked at some of those mystic tradition literatures as well? Not as much, not as much. I, I come from like a uh, background in fitness and art and philosophy and neuroscience. I like to read about psychology. And through that, I started transitioning into uh, spiritual practice because I realized that, oh, I just wanted to explore consciousness. I just want to explore how the mind works. Because at first you explore the body and when you mix out the body, what's left? Oh, you explore the brain. When you mix out on the brain, quote unquote, mix out on the brain, you can't really mix out on the brain, but I'm just saying, um, when you quote unquote max out on the brand, you go into the mind, then you go into consciousness and realize that consciousness is not what gives rise and manifests all the other stuff from before the body, the mind, the brain, the entire reality, at least from that of direct experience. And uh, so I, I a lot of the stuff that I read when I first started on the path was pretty mainstream, like Ekatoli and yep, uh, Jen McKenna. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, I, I tend to read the more modern stuff. It's like when I was into philosophy, I used to read a lot of. I never really read that much of the original text. I always kind of read the uh, like the more modern interpretation of it. Uh, same with spirituality. And then I went to my first retreat, and after that, I got into the more uh, some of the more non-duality stuff. Before my first retreat, I didn't know what non-duality was really. I was just into the more basic mindfulness stuff. And then I went to the Rupert Spiral route, you know, the yep. Adi Ashanti, all that, yep. all those guys, and then. Uh, that's when I started to uh, abide in the I am. And then yes. my third retreat, no, my second retreat, sorry. My second retreat, after that, I started to get into the pragmatic Dharma stuff, which is the uh, the guys that I interviewed with uh, yesterday, Michael Taft and uh, Daniel Ingram, uh, Kenneth Folk, Chua Dosash, and Yan, all those guys. Yeah. So everything, I, almost everything I know about the old school Buddhism are from those guys, filtered through those yes. guys. But I know, I've, I've read, I'm reading the Tibetan Book of the Dead right now, so yeah. I'm getting a little bit into like the original stuff. So, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I also take a very, as you mentioned, a very scientific as well as neuroscientific and psychological uh, edge to this as well. It's a synthesis of science and spirituality in many ways. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. One thing. Do you ever do pickup? Oh, like pickup artists or pickup yeah. basketball? Pick up, pick, pick up, pick up girls. Pick, oh, pick yeah, up pickup artists. Yeah, 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 sure, I sure. Start, yeah, I, I think nine out of ten people that I talk to who are on the path or like, finish the path, at one point they either became – they were either bodybuilders or they were pickup artists. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, because aesthetic, aesthetic is a big part of it. Yeah, and, it and so is the game of psychology with getting – in the shortest amount of time possible, getting somebody to say yes. You know where I got my path from in that regard is sales. I did so much door-to-door -door sales, selling so oh, many wow. different products. And basically it's knock, knock, knock. Hey, I'm going to educate you about something that you may be interested in. And then within you know five or 10 minutes, do you have their credit card information? Or are you closing a sale? 
You know, wow. can you build trust that quickly, which is very similar with like a pickup artist is trying to like build rapport and trust really quickly to, to get, yeah. And bodybuilding aesthetic. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the reasons, because I think it's not just particular stuff that we do. It's because we come from all those different angles. Yes. It's almost like, the, yeah. So it's yes. not really about pickup or the sales. It's like, oh, bodybuilding and sales and pickup. This seems so opposite and the other side of the extreme from quote unquote spirituality. And that's why, that's exactly why a lot of people will get into spirituality or go, go really deep into it with deep at the other side of it. Because when two extremes go to the end, they meet. Yeah. They loop. Yeah. It's all yep. about the loop. Same thing. Yep. Yep. And actually the word polymath is probably one of the best words having learned much across different fields, because when you do that process, what happens is you basically do what's Alan Watts said was the many paths and the one end, the many paths and the one end. Yeah. And, yes. and, and so you see it from all of those different paths and angles and signposts and all this type of stuff that are not just spiritual, but it's also scientific. It's also entrepreneurial. It's also artistic, aesthetic. It's emotional quotient. It's all of that stuff mixed together. Okay. So my bit here to play with would be, I also did a lot of not only the old school mystic stuff, but I got to a lot of the modern stuff that you listed too. The Eckhart Tolle, the Adi Ashanti, the Muji, the Rupert Spira, even our, even our friend Bentinho Massaro is, is also young and is realized and has also been uh, something, someone interesting that's helped me along the path uh, quite a bit. And so it's kind of interesting seeing a lot of young people that are maybe even in kind of like their their 20s or kind of in their 30s now that are picking this up. Let's yeah, I let's love I love that guy, man. I talk I, I talk to him like every day. L less nowadays because he's busy doing his retreat right now. But there was a time like after after my awakening where he really kind of helped me integrate by just being a friend. Like for like I think for like five months we used to talk every day just like bros and stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, because again, it's like the Michael Jordan, LeBron James thing is that like, there's not going to be that many people that you can really vibe on the level of both simultaneously the void as well as infinity expressing itself. So, okay. So let's, let's play with our stepping stones here. I'll go ahead and recap a couple stepping stones and then you'll hit the tennis ball over with your thoughts about this. So, sure. okay. So Generally speaking, the idea of like sotapanya or stream entry has been something really interesting that I think we've both been um, fast fascinated with. And I think stream entry for me has had a lot to do with sometime at my first meditation retreat, learning about even the idea of being an observer or a witness to the clouds of thoughts and emotions right. and feelings and beliefs and perceptions and blah, blah, objects, etc., appearing and disappearing and appearing and disappearing and training the monkey mind to not get attached to the clouds themselves, but to recognize myself as the sky more so, the observer or the witness become more and more aware of consciousness itself. Okay, so for me, I didn't have those words back then, but that was sort of my, yeah, my first step was that sort of understanding. And we'll also probably talk about entheogens as well, because both of us have had a good amount of, yeah, relation there. So then it, in a sense, the next 
The next step was sort of the, it's really, for me, it was very sudden. It was, it, for me, this second sort of step was basically the complete switch from being kind of full-time, not aware of the seer, to being, boom, full-time aware of the seer, aware permanently of the seer, aware permanently of awareness and how awareness is shared and eternal among all of us. That was, that was the, that was kind of the second thing. So it's like, kind of like recognizing sky versus clouds and then recognizing, oh shit, permanent sky is shared and eternal awareness. And then the last one for me, the last step is to recognize that even awareness is an agent of infinity, of source expressing itself. And that's sort of recognizing what the void is or the absolute or the ultimate is, as well as infinity expressing itself, being completely centerless. This Atlas character and this Frank character are in, uh, is, are, is, we're in a dream and that these characters are completely illusory, but also unique expressions in the dream. Okay. So we're now, yeah, walk us through sort of some of your tennis ball hits along. Okay. That. So uh, bouncing back from what you said, um, I use an analogy of a video game. At first you're a video game character. You're just a separate avatar inside the video game. And you don't know that you're in the video game. And in a second step, you're the witness. You become the screen and you start to observe the video game. Hold oh, the God consciousness, the witness. And then you start, a lot of people think they're done there, which is cool. That that's a little bit more spacious because it's like that's the that's the sky versus the cloud, the first stage. And then the third stage is when the screen merged with not just the individual character, but all the characters inside the inside that game and inside all the infinite numbers of games in the entire multiverse. Yes. Uh, environment, this, whatever, the sky, the clouds, just you merge with it. So the way I like to put it is that you become the nothing that manifests all games in all multiverses. Oh, perfect. So perfect. it's almost like you become a pixel, but that's not really the right analogy because when you zoom down into a pixel, what do you get? You get infinity. So that's the Vipassana path, just zooming and breaking out atoms until you can't break down atoms anymore. That's why even going can use that analogy. Oh, you're breaking out atoms by looking, examining your body mind until you can't break the atoms anymore. What is that? That's emptiness. But then it's not, it's not like a small thing here. It's not like, oh, it's small. It's also fucking huge because the more you can contract, the more you can expand. So like you are like the point that's smaller than atom, but at the same time, you are infinity and they're the same. So that's, um, we're talking about the exact same thing, I think. Another analogy that I use is you, you're at the last stage, you become a cosmic storm that has no eye. Eye could be eye or eye. So there's no center and everything is rolled into this cosmic storm in a sort of like impermanent transient process. Even the witness is rolled in there. Even the observers rolled in there. The self, the big ass, the self, the small ass, everything's rolled in that cosmic storm. And in that cosmic storm, there is no separate watcher. There's no separate observer. And it's like there is awareness, but you're not present. You transcend both existence and non-existence. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, same analogy. Uh, I, I love that. That was that was super solid. Specifically, I loved how you went through this recognizing on a video game level, which is really important as an analogy to use here. Yeah, basically thinking that you are a separate finite body 
entity and you actually use this which i think i've started to borrow this from you so good is the condom over the head it's, oh okay yeah yeah it's oh, like you, sexual because i used to be a sex addict so and, and that's also so interesting yeah and that has to do with pickup and body and aesthetic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but it is really, it is, this is infinity constantly having sex it's, with itself. Like with you itself. said, in, universe with itself. Itself. you're fucking universe, the universe is fucking you. And, you're and you. <laughs> it's all very sexual. This thing is extremely sexual. It's like when people ask me, what does the stainless state of groundless ground feel like? I'll give them two things. One, it feels like death. Simultaneously, it feels like, it feels like an orgy with the universe. Yes. Without an orgy, without a person. Yeah. So yeah. every sensation, everything you come across, it's just penetrating each other, interconnected. And it's just like everything I wanted out of sex, I can I can get it with like the smallest sensation or the whole room or you know the sky, the cloud, whatever. But sex is still good though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have sex, uh it's like a me it's like a meta 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 sex. It's like okay, meta before you sex. <laughs> Before you, you just didn't pick up without the realization, it's just like okay, you just you just okay. That's that's actually the portal to infinity because if you think about it, um, having sex, the girl or the guy, if you're a girl, would be guy. They're, they're just middlemen for you to sort of glimpse at the absolute because yes. when you have an orgasm, that's a mini death. The orgasm is a nevotic state where your mind just goes completely blank. That's why most people want to get orgasms. But yeah. the point is not to just. The, Get orgasm. That's cool too. The orgasm is kind of like a Kundalini awakening, blah, blah blah, like jhanas or mystical experiences. The real thing that you're trying to get out of sex is the post-orgasmic bliss. That's the state of equanimity that we're after. Uh, yep, yep. It's yeah. a glimpse. It's a glimpse. Don't, glimpse yeah. every, everything that we pursue externally for happiness it's, is it's giving us glimpses into yeah what we seek and that's why in the parable of the yep. prodigal son is the turn rather than seeking externally is the turn inward to find as aurobindo said it's the oh, well the, as aurobindo said is the well of honey that's located under the rock and yeah, and the rock is kind of the ego. And as you were saying, there's like this egoic condom-like bubble in the game character at first. And not always, if you, some indigenous traditions raise the child from birth in terms of recognizing infinity expressing itself. And that's really interesting as well, is to think about a pedagogy for kids so that they don't grow up even having the egoic condom bubble even to start. But what happens is then, yeah, the recognition, like you said, of not only being that screen that then all of the movie plays on, but also that the screen itself is the screen for it's shared for all of the characters across all of games. So it's the you you said this nothing that manifests all games. So we are that we are yeah. nothing manifesting all infinite creation and all games and i and and that's both the plonk at the plonk level subatomic blah all the way down as well as the largest cosmic. infinite cosmic yeah yeah and a cosmic storm with no center is another really good one that you said also so it's basically your leela in the sanskrit tradition you're this divine play unfolding and yet you have no center 
in that cosmic play that is unfolding. And because you recognize that you are it, you're not the localization of the Atlas or the Frank. It's And you've used this, actually, this would probably be a good place to, to go is, you said that there's a solidity that dissolves and dissolves and dissolves and dissolves and dissolves and dissolves until the last tiny speck that's that's even you said there's a difference a quantum leap difference between 99.9% dissolved and 100% dissolved tell us about sort of yeah that last speck what you mean by solidity um and and if that means basically becoming the nothing that then manifests infinite creation that's sort of that last step that last leap okay so basically you're doing if you do come from the vipassana path basically you scan your body you're becoming aware of all the sensations in your body that's the the very basic practice of you know, mindfulness by scanning the body and that object of meditation could be the body it could be the breath it could be sight sound thoughts whatever it doesn't really matter because all sensations are equal footing so let's just say for me as an example my path was body scanning i did body scanning as a practice for about uh three years before i started getting into the other stuff so what happens is when you become aware as a, as a meditator as a subject here meditating to an object outside of you it was a duality at first Right? And the whole thing about spirituality is closing that duality between subject and object, between observed and observer and observation. So at first, when you scan the body, you are breaking down your body atom by atom. It's almost like your body is this onion and you're peeling it off layer by layer by layer or just comments, whatever you want to call it. And just by putting awareness on a sensation long enough, you automatically dissolve it. And you realize that the awareness and the sensations are one and the same. And with the body... It's just a collection of sensations. If the mind, the self, is just a collection of sensations, if sight, sound, emotions are all just a collection of sensations, the more you place your awareness on those sensations, the more you see that, first of all, they're not separate. Awareness are those sensations. Sensations are aware of themselves exactly where they are without a center, without a hearer, without a seer, without a thinker, without a doer. And second of all, uh, you almost, quote, unquote, physically penetrate those sensations from solidity to liquid. Or honey or nectars to smoke. <laughs> yeah, right? So, but before you can truly realize everything, you have to first become nothing because I think affirmation comes after negation. That's why the natty natty method, not this, not that, not self, not me, not me. Why isn't it everything's me? I've talked to a guy, uh, a few guys told me, why can't I just do this inquiry practice like this? Everything's me. That's me. The sky is me. That's the self. Everything is yes. You have to say no to everything before you can say yes. You have to die. Completely die. Nobody wants to die, but everyone wants to wake yeah. up. That's what Ryan Thomas says. Yeah. You have to dissolve every single solidity, not just in your body, mind, but in your field of experience through all the aggregates, different sense door, until every single last speck of it is dissolved. And before you could do that, that last speck, even if that speck was a size, size like smaller than an atom, is still going to be a clinical self that's going to solidify a ground. And for some people, that ground, or myself included, before I dissolve the last speck, that ground could be the awareness or the observer or the, the Godhead. You're going to personalize the Godhead and say, that's the new self. <laughs> the last speck is there. And then it's not last speck. It's always trying to pull things. Pull the ground and say that that's the new me. And a lot of people take psychedelics before they dissolve, before they recognize shanata, 
they they go through the same thing. They they, they unconsciously uh, find this stand on just another ground and say that's the that's the new self with the capital S. And let me show you uh, talking about uh, metaphors and analogies and um, visualization because we both really into this stuff. I have a yeah. few met a few visual metaphors that um, that I saved to want to show you that really stuff like stuff, yeah stuff like this like you you have that see it's yeah. like you can't you the, the the i have a i have a video of it i think your 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 um viewers will get get a really good sense of what this thing is like oh there you go i found it oh. okay so this is what this is a good example of it you see that yeah yep yep See, and then uh, this one is cool, like like something like that. That's that's the really good example of emptiness and form, just just fucking each other, and you know yep. the parts and walls and holes and part. And there's one more that I like. This one I like a lot because th there's no gap. There's no. It's completely seamless. Yep. Yep. There's completely no distance and separation because the other ones are still there's still like a space inside. That's still not very accurate, even though it, you could feel like that. It feels like that's how I feel when I walk around sometimes, but yep. that's not even that accurate because there's no center right so before you close the loop well, let me turn my camera on again okay so the reason i train you that is because see before you dissolve the last speck of solidity infinity can't comprehend can't know itself there won't be the quote-unquote perfect knowledge of know thyself know thy lord yeah. it's going to be a self-knowing the lore instead of the lore of the self-knowing itself. And, and people tell me, how do I know where the lack is gone? You just know. That's it's the most obvious thing in the world. It's more obvious than the yeah. fact that you thought you were a human character before you, you woke up. So yeah, it's it's just, yeah. And then we come across another person who is sort of there. And you, just, you just know. And people just ask me, how do you know if this guy's there? That this, this is, you, just, you just know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but of course, everyone, let, let me stress this, everyone's there already. It's almost yeah. like, the analogy, here's another analogy. You're, 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 you're a vase or an island in the middle of the ocean or middle of space. And then you dissolve that island and then just, it just washes over you. But then there was never a cup. There was never a cup. There was never an island. There was never a vase. You break the vase and the, the, the space inside the, the vase and the space outside the vase has always been connected. But even that vase is made up of empty space. The difference is degrees of solidity. That's why I keep using the word solidity. Yeah. The difference between Buddha, Jesus, and a finite Kant is just the degree of solidity. The former it could, could vibrate between air, uh, liquid, or an ice cube if he wants. But what the, uh, the, the, the latter, the, the finite Kant, could only be an ice cube, but the same no things. So... One of the most common understandings that you mentioned throughout is, <clears throat> as is talked about across the traditions, is recognizing these onion layers. For those that are really interested in kind of diving into this, recognizing that we've identified ourselves dogmatically, fundamentally, culturally, become indoctrinated and baptized into believing that we are the body, we are finite, we are our name, we are our form, we are our ethnicity, our age, our career, all of these layers of identity. And so the idea 
one of the most easy fundamental ideas is to imagine yourself taking those layers one by one at a time off until you get to the most pure, bare, empty that we share. And that can be thought of as the awareness before coloration. It's like the blank canvas before it gets colored like this. It's like the white shirt before it got colored like this. And it's like your shirt before it got colored very similarly. And so I, I like that. I like how you, you know, a really simple way to, yeah, there it is. I know. There's, I know. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and then the other thing that you brought up is that, you know, one of the things that people kind of experience the struggle with in like the parable of the prodigal son to turn the attention on the seer itself is because the subtlety isn't there the sensitivity isn't there and vipassana you turned it into a verb vipassanalizing i thought that was hard. vipassanalizer the vipassanalizer yeah i i love this vipassanalizer i love i love that I love that. And, just, and this is, <laughs> it's so good. And it's basically, like you said, it's like having your awareness on the cloud of sensation that's occurring in the body scans or in the scans of where the monkey mind is bouncing around between clouds to where you get sensitive enough to where you recognize that the Anicca, the impermanence of the cloud or of the, uh, even as Goenka says, that tiniest little biochemistry that's happening and then gone. And and so that's that's critical to sort of it, people. It's so interesting. It's like when you play a you play the violin, which is also interesting. I, I played the viola when I was a kid. And and so what's interesting is that you can't expect, just like when you go and play, you know, basketball too, you can't walk out and begin shooting three-pointers and sinking all of them. So in yeah. a sense, same with Vipassana, it, it's almost like it's a That's muscle, great. yeah, that we have to train because otherwise it gets atrophied, the muscle of be of recognizing oneself as the seer. It gets atrophied if we don't do the the repetitions the workout and so that's that's been another critical uh, part of that too so so basically would you say that in a sense the dissolving of the ego is very very gradual 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 repetitions repetitions and then there are these both the sudden also breakthroughs that happen that that then we kind of you kind of rebaseline to that as home yeah. of being the seer the seer becomes the home and then that's mm -hmm. that's a level of subtlety away from the gross physical and then the sort of that becomes home for a while and then you also kind of recognize that then even awareness is an agent of infinity and you can kind of shed even that to this nothingness to this void itself that is then expressing infinite creation and then and then you're no longer there's no center anymore it's just that massive like you showed in the visuals and then that's kind of the highest you could say level of subtlety rather than the gross physical something around that style of increase in subtlety is that yes. the subtlety dissolves the the grossness the physicalness yes 
Okay. Before we go on, let's. I want to clarify for the people watching. When you say seer, um, you're talking about the infinity that's expressing itself. You're talking about the awareness without the observer. Yeah, because people can get confused. Because when I talk about the seer, I, I always say there's no seer, there's no seer, there's no hearer. That's the Buddhist term of saying it. Like mm. in hearing, the hearing. In seeing, just the seeing. In thinking, just the thinking. There's no thinker, no seer, no hearer. So let's just define that really quick. Uh, so when you say seer, it's a seer with a capital S. It's the absolute witness without separate observers. Okay, cool. And when I say seer, if I ever use the word seer, I mean like the individual seer that's speaking out from behind your eyes, which doesn't exist. That's the thing we're trying uh, to resolve. Interesting. And ra like yeah. Ramana, Ramana Maharshi said that, you know, God is the seer. So like recognize that it's the capital S versus when you say it, you sometimes mean like the lowercase S. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Uh, okay. Also, the term awareness also needs to be clarified because uh, when, 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 that's why I distinguish between awareness and, uh, well, there, there, like I said before, there is awareness, but you're not present. So there's no individual uh, observer. You can, if you can objectify anything, then if you can observe anything, then by definition, you're not the observer. So if you can observe the observer. If you can be aware of awareness, if you can be conscious or even God consciousness, then by definition, you're none of those things. And that's when you disappear into what I call the one blanket of the universe. Those things still are can still be experienced. There's experience, experience in itself. But there's a very, I think, the, the, the a very big distinction between experiencing awareness or experiencing God consciousness as as an individual self in a center versus experiencing experiencing itself without the experiencer. Which means that all the stages before, oh yeah, you can you can deconstruct and dissolve the observer, the awareness, the consciousness, the even the brown. You can dissolve all that. But they're still there, but you are just not there. But the experience of it is there. It's a very big difference between experiencing that without us in the self versus still having part of that experience, but you're solidified into the quote unquote ego mind. That's a very subtle distinction that a lot of people don't get, but it's the difference is huge. That's basically the difference between the, the screen and becoming the screen and the, the video game at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's put that into the description in the game in the game analogy. So it would be that I am a separate at the lowest level, I am a separate finite player in the game. And then it's in a sense recognizing that I am the awareness itself that is the experiencer of not only this game, but of beyond this game, and then kind of recognizing that that awareness is shared and eternal, that's sort of becoming more and more the screen itself that's modulating the different images of that game and the next games that come up. So from being the finite pl player in the game to being the screen, and then in sort of the, the, the last, in a sense, stage yeah. is both the nothing is both the absolute nothingness as well as the absolute everythingness right right okay exactly so the screen merged with the game and the characters and but 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 uh, so basically well the the the, 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 the yeah there's there's a screen at the third level 
because the screen would be analogous to having uh, the the uh, the observer, the separate observer that's watching your thoughts. That would be the screen. That's the thing that that's the vipassionalizer that we're trying to be That's the observer that we're trying to observe, yeah. so it can yeah. be constructed. Yeah, because what the observer is really is just more solidified sensations that's clustered yeah. around. You know, either here in the between, you know, behind your eyes in your head, or you know, it could be it could be like a Johnic experience where it's like you know, it's like all boundless space, but it's still there's still a bubble there. There's still a sense of solidity there. And the point is to dissolve all solidity, not just in the head, not just outside, but everything. So, but before you can dissolve the solidity, you this the solidity is always going to congeal itself into a new ground and and, and yeah. sort of extrapolate yeah. it into the new ground. So it's very tricky. It's very very tricky. Yeah, that's it's very Frank very says Frank says the ego is a cheeky cunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cheeky cunt. <laughs> so even solidity, solidity is a cheeky cunt and it'll it'll come solidity, back. Yeah, it'll yeah, come yeah. back. Yeah. But then after you've dissolved everything, there are still gonna be experiences where you can feel a little bit more solidified than the next, but you see or you experience them experientially at the cell level as empty. You can still have conditions arise. Due to everyday, you know, interaction with, you know, with samkara, but you realize samkara is nibbana. It's very different okay. from before. We both, I think, we both just cut out for a moment. Let's just rewind a couple sentences. Keep going from, okay. from the from the cheeky cutness of the of the solidity coming back. Go ahead. Okay, so Start, yeah. Uh, okay, what I was saying was, after realization, you could still have solidity coming back due to like everyday interaction with the world of samkara, but realize samkara is nirvana. You see at the most cellular fundamental level that solidity and emptiness are the same. There's no absolute difference. And because yeah. of this realization, your experience of solidity just goes down by 99.99%. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and this is also where science- Holograms. Is holograms. Everything has holograms. Yeah. yeah. Science- It's just holograms. Yeah. It's holograms. yeah. 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 And science has been a really fun in the last hundred years, sort of, you know, Donald Hoffman calls science the Johnny come lately to the spiritual mystic traditions. I love because, it. Yeah, he's so, he's so spot on. Johnny come lately because, um, because even quantum mechanics is saying that, yeah, it's no thing that is then modulating and appearing as matter and form. And then yes. to recognize that voidness, that nothingness, as well as the everythingness, there's just nothing outside of that. That that's it. There's that's yeah. even the difference between dimensions. People are like, "Oh, are we living in a simulation? How about the five D dimension versus the two D?" I say, "There's no yeah. distinction. Yes, it's all yeah. nothing that's manifesting as form. There's just difference in form." Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. As in. Just trying to take credit for infinity, yeah. just like what is the what is the self? You're just so literally taking credit, pretending for a second that it's nothingness, and that could be manifest into either the egoic self or you know the the observer or the god self. But all those just labels. Yeah. Yeah, and there's the idea of wherever fascinatingly enough simulation theory is, is taking us, which is so awesome, is just another, in a sense, Johnny come lately to the spiritual 
mystic wisdoms, which is basically now in a synthesis of, of science and engineering and technology with spirituality, can say that it doesn't even matter what layer or what nesting yeah. hurdle we're talking about because it's all the that nothingness to that everythingness. And yeah, so... So yeah, so 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 what um, we just like we're about to do right now, Frank. We fast forward like ten years or twenty years. It's just going to be a myriad of these kind of like indistinguishable virtual realities where you know you'll pop in for you know and play a game, and then you'll you know you'll switch into a different game on a potentially even a different planet, different civilization, different timeline, different blah blah and just jump between these simulations and and whatnot and and guess what stays the same the agent of observation what stays the same just like in the dream at night when you go go to sleep and you simulate out the dreamed environment is very similar to what the manifested virtual reality world is like. You know, we simulate out the observing agent and we simulate out the dreamed environment in, in the dream world. And so, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So I, I find that all of that wisdom of dreams and video game simulations are all a way to express the nothingness to the everythingness the void to the infinitude. Is that about how you feel? Yeah, yeah. The, see, the difference between what I think dream and reality or different dimensions is, again, difference in solidity. But once you realize it's all empty, you can play around with the different degrees of solidity. So the only reason why we think this, most people before realization think this reality right here is quote-unquote real and that the dream is a dream is because dream is less solid. Dream is more liquid. It's more, you know, there's more yeah. uh, <laughs> to talk around without consequences, you know, uh, because it's, it's just more liquidy. It's just less solidified, right? And this yeah. reality is more solidified, but it's it's just the degree of it that the same no thing that makes up the dream in this world. And if we were to discover that there's another dimension out there and we have a simulated dimension, it's just going to be the same. It's just going to be the different configurations of solidity and different degrees of the solidity, but all solidity are exactly the same as non-solidity anyway yeah so yeah and it's it's the same thing with psychedelics actually psychedelics are great tool of the rick bob to have a glimpse of the 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 absolute witness or the uh uh the the the, the awareness without the observer it's, it's it's a great way to glimpse at it but uh, uh but the content of psychedelics is just the solidity of it the manifestation of the emptiness so if you get caught up in psychedelics, caught up in the form without realizing that the form and the context, the content and the context are exactly the same, then you could be chasing down a rabbit hole that you never, like you could be chasing more. It's like more altered state of consciousness. It's going to be more and more, more, but enlightenment is not really a level of consciousness. It's that which gives rise to all levels of consciousness in mind. Yeah. Which doesn't exclude anything, by the way. It's not like, oh, enlightenment is this thing at the top here. Because I, I saw this diagram yesterday, um, David Hawkins, uh, it's oh like, yeah, the okay. levels of consciousness. I saw you comment about that on your story. Yeah. I, I, yeah. He, he's been he's been a profound influence on on me as well. But uh, go ahead, because that was I think that was your first time sort of seeing the way that he had put it. And so uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's been it's been a really powerful influence on many people awakening to sort of what these elevated states of peace, joy, bliss as a natty state, as a natural state are and how even all this ego oh, and this shame and guilt and all of that stuff are nowhere near as much 
of a of a natty state. Yeah. Let, let me pull it. Let me pull it out. Let me pull it out so people can see. There we go. I think a lot of people have seen this graph. The states of consciousness. You have enlightenment yep. at the top. Enlightenment at the top. Then you have peace, joy, love, uh, reason, acceptance, willingness, neutrality, courage, pride, anger, desire, and I can't. I can't read the rest. But the last one is shame. Um, <clears throat> consciousness level. I mean, it's really. I mean, it's a great graph. Um, I don't. Honestly, I don't know that much about David Hawkins, but just from the, I, I've seen some. I, I've I've read some of the text that people send me. I was like, yeah, this guy got some real wisdom. Uh, yeah. And the, the graph, the, sometimes I like to pick, like nitpick little things just to make people think outside the box. I'm not saying that graph is wrong. Like I, I would put it that way too, but it's more like enlightenment. It's not really at the top of the pyramid. It's more like the space that gives rise to the entire pyramid. The whole, yeah. Yeah. It includes and transcends all the levels. And yeah. The, the, yeah. just because you're at the enlightenment level or the knowing level of enlightenment doesn't mean that you can never feel shame. That's just bullshit. Yeah. You can still feel everything, all the range of human emotion you can feel. But after yeah. enlightenment, you feel them from a completely different perspective. And yeah. the suffering, really, the, the, all the mystic traditions, they really deliver what they pre they really deliver, deliver what they advertise. My goal was never to eliminate suffering. I just wanted to understand experience and consciousness. But after the path, or at least where I am right now, I would say there's more. But the, the, it's, the more for me right now is like going back after you beat the video game, I tickled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, delivering you deliver yeah. rare candies to all, everybody. Like in Pokemon, you're delivering rare candies to help people level up. The Bodhisattva, the tantric weave um, of your realizations. Um, one of the one of the things that you mentioned there that's really important is sort of the. Uh, there's a spiral dynamics as well from Claire Graves and Don Beck and Chris Cowan and even Ken Wilber. And Sparks. that spiral dynamics has a very similar style of understanding as like levels of consciousness. And at the top of the spiral dynamics is also that state of which you become the integration of, of the... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and the mystic traditions, what they teach is they basically teach, in a sense, they teach of the pause. You you create this pause. There's this gap that you create now so that you no longer react instantly to the different stimuli and get absorbed in the clouds. But instead, that pause, that gap that you create through breath, through that anapana, that awareness, what happens is is that then you observe the arising of the cloud of anger or shame or guilt or whatever, and then you go, I've al I already know what this is all about. I'm just bringing bliss, peace, love, joy, right, period. And so then it's sort of, yeah, getting into that, you rebaseline yourself more and more towards that. And so this is why I, I, I struggle a bit with Neo-Advaita teachings because the Neo-Advaita pointing is that, you know, you're, you're already it. You're all, it's the non-dual real, you, you're already it. You're already the, as Rumi said, you go from room to room looking for the diamond that is already around your neck. And, and yet the Sufi traditions, they say, yet it remains for you to recognize it. It remains for you to recognize it. And the Buddha from 2,500 years ago taught a very systematic science to eradicating 
the suffering because you no longer attach yourself in the cloud. So very much so in the Neo Advaita, if you just say, this is all a dream, I'm an illusion, this is all a dream, and there's nothing for me to do, there's nothing to seek, I'm already it, then the ego, the condom bubble, in a sense, may not ever have gotten popped. And so you may actually still butterfly effect out malevolence because you haven't went through the process that maybe the Buddha had taught for a while. How do you feel about stuff like that? Um, that's why I think you need to attack uh, to skin infinity from all different angles. Yes. Um, yes. That's what I was saying about what I was saying earlier that a lot of people can get glimpses of the non-dual state either by practicing, you know, you know, Advaita stuff or psychedelics. But if they haven't with their industrial strength concentration, sit down, shut the fuck up, go to retreats, yeah. yeah. dissolve their entire field of experience. And that takes time. That takes yeah. time. It's not like it's just a glimpse of it. So you need to attack infinity from both sides until it closes the loop on itself. So I agree with that. It's, it's almost like you, as a video game character, you can sort of have a cheat code for a little bit and then realize I'm the screen. But then without actually dissolving your solidity, uh, like a bodybuilder, rap a rap, rap a rap, uh, day by day, uh, year by year, you're going to go back to your ego itself. And a lot of times when you have a glimpse of it, you actually become even more egoic because you're extrapolating that experience you had into the new ground, into the new self, into the new character. The character goes around telling other characters, hey, I'm the screen, I'm the screen, but there's still a separation between him and the screen. Or else he wouldn't be saying that, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, so, I, I, I really appreciate how you keep saying not only tackling it from all of these different sides and angles, as we talked about with polymathy, but also we've been using this gym analogy a lot, the repetitions, which is great. And also you say closing the loop. I really like how you say and you use the Douglas Hofstetter strange loop uh, as well. I really like that because that's ultimately what these uh, potential, you know, potential big bang, big crunches, big bangs, big yeah. crunches. Are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Every so sensation is looping on itself without beginning and end, and the universe is just a big sensation. It's just different degrees there of it. Just nested with each other. I love yeah. that the universe is a big <laughs> sensation of of yeah of having sex with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, about the the, the non duality stuff. I think like, just the, also at the other side of the stream, a lot of people can get stuck in the emptiness stuff. They they can get stuck in the Buddha stuff. I've seen people that go to Vipassana retreats over and over again for ten years, twenty years. They still haven't realized they're a, they're a meditator inside the head. Yeah, their body. I, know. I know, I know. Okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, keep going, so keep you going. again, like if you can just tell these people, dude, man, relax a little bit, do, do some headless way stuff, you know, listen to some Newman. That's that that would you know that's why when I tell my fitness client, you know, what is power? Power is speed times strength, right? So as an athlete, like a sprinter, a sprinter runs fast because he has a lot of power. He has both speed and strength. Because sprinting is not just pure speed; it's it's power. So if you want to be a good sprinter, you have to lift weights strong in the squats and you have to do some plyometric stuff box jumps reactivity stuff like and then you transfer that into power speed time strength is power a lot of people only have one side of the equation and it just need to do a little bit more of the other side of the equation people that are really good at vipassana and really good at concentration stuff they're like strength athletes they're like they have a lot of uh, the strength but they're not transferring that strength into speed 
speed is more like the the, the Zoe stuff or the parametrics uh, of the mind. It's more like you know the head was glimpse, the awareness, awareness practice would just kind of you know sort of like you know turn awareness on itself, snap a finger. Right? That's the speed of the awareness. And then you have the passion, the concentration, the strength times yeah. the speed, the parametric of the mind. You go, you get a power athlete, and awakening is power. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's great. <clears throat> that's why. Yeah, that's why um, Shila Samadhi and Panya are sort of these three Buddhist style principles that are so fundamental. You have to have the morality. The morality is critical because the morality and the awakening feedback on each other. They do. The more moral you are, the more easy it is to awaken. The more awakened you get, the more easy it is to be moral, right? And so you get that feedback. And then the concentration has a lot to do with actually being able to calm yourself down to the economy to be able to see the clouds forming and dissolving the anicca there the impermanence and then you get the panya you get the insight you get the vipassana in the sense the true insight into the nature of reality and being when you kind of do enough repetitions and you also do po polymath you go and you do repetitions here and you do repetitions here and you do and you do you know you do these kinds of repetitions and you do you know you yeah. Do squats. yeah yeah you exactly do, yeah you have you work out the whole body right you don't there's so many bodybuilders that will only do chest right? But you got to do your legs also, right? That's that's a huge funny meme in the aesthetics bodybuilding world. And it's the same thing here as well. If you don't know the how um, um, uh, <clears throat> a microdose of magic mushrooms will, uh, will interplay with the realizations that you've that you've had so far with your weightlifting, that that that's that's it's that's its own style of 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 you know that's its own style of weightlifting and dance and so you you gain all these different styles of dance and art to form this masterpiece the Suf, the sufi metaphysics have a, a have a <clears throat> a phrase it goes uh, wadat al wujud it means mm -hmm. the it means the unity of all finding right it, the unity of all infinity closing the loop on itself you can yeah you can enter that you can close the loop any way you want really exactly and that's the thing there's unique styles it's it's the unique styles that's why that's why wadat al-wujud is so important because every single expression of infinity has its own unique style of closing the loop on itself that's why you have your own unique style of realizing the one end. And this expression has its unique style of closing the loop. And so that's what that's why that's what I understand as the reason why Leela happens is the big game of hide and seek, the big game of realization for infinity to go through. Do you how does that feel? So that See, a lot of people ask if the awakening is the same in everyone or different. It's both different and the same because the difference arises through the unity. It's neither just unity because you say, oh, there's only oneness. There's only unity. That's the ground right there. That's an extreme. You take the middle way. The middle way is that which transcends the dualities, right? So it's both a neither unity or separateness. They co-dependent arise. So 
everybody's experience of emptiness is the same. But how you fill that emptiness with form is different reconfigurations of it for everybody. <laughs> but then at the same time, emptiness is form. So it's always going to be the same and different. And each, a lot of people like, I love Jim Newman, but I find that some of the non-duality stuff that are too extreme, a little bit unsettling for people that are still on the path. It is true that there's nothing to do. It is true that you don't even need to meditate because it, 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 you, no, no meditation, no jhanic states uh, can touch infinity. There's just going to be like little mosquito dancing on infinity, even the, the most mind-blowing psychedelic experience. Right? But if you tell people that it's nothing to do when they're still on the path, that's a good reminder once in a while. But I've never met anybody except for maybe one out of five million geniuses that didn't have to do anything to wake up, even though it is your true nature. So um, where was it going with that? I was talking about something else before that. Well, we were talking about those unique styles, and I just I, oh. I think of a, a, a really good way to hit the ball back on what you were just saying is the simultaneity, which is really important. I, I, I feel there's a lot of people that sort of get stuck, and I think Bentinho has also mentioned this before as well. It's almost like the non-duality police. It's like it's it's only non-duality, period. And yes, and simultaneously is the dualistic concession where there yeah where you do have the egoic bubble over people's heads the condom and that there is a process of popping that condom bubble that people are walking around in and that's what the mystic traditions teach as these gym repetitions to do that and then also another part of the dualistic concession is what is taught in physics as well with electromagnetism and it's also taught with that rhythmic balanced interchange between the forces and that's what was called the gunas as well in the sanskrit you have you have these most fundamental units that create the ascension that happens of uh, what's happened in the billions of years that has gotten us to the point where infinity can be recognizing why it's here doing what it's doing and yeah and so um, so that was critical. The simultaneity is also, I'm, I'm curious to see what you feel about this. I think it's really important, but it'll be interesting to see how you feel about it is that um, sometimes the, the Jim Newman and Tony Parsons and Neo Advaita yeah. can, can they, there can be sometimes this very blunt, like the, the individual is only a complete illusion and dream. Uh, you don't exist. That's it done and and that that kind of that doesn't take into account the simultaneity or the jedi like ability to go from um all of the phases of water from the steam the vapor um to the 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 boiling and the and the and the water at the room temperature and slowly becoming ice the the egoic ice so the point of that point is to say that Simultaneity can be thought of in a sense as non-duality as the ultimate and then the dualistic concession like we were just talking about a moment ago. And then the individuation is, is seen as both a dream, as an illusion, there being no center at the same time as being a unique firework. Like infinity makes these fireworks so that we can have this firework about itself. And yeah, and so and so that's why you 
it's instead of completely saying fuck all the form the form is an illusion fuck all the form instead of saying that it's basically the east telling the west that it's wrong but that's not how i see i see the east and the west as coming together right. As one, so right. you're both the non-dual East, and you're the Western, beautiful, individuated firework of infinity. How do you feel about that? Exactly, because what there's nothing off limit with infinity. Infinity has to include the not the, the finite. The infinity has to include the individual, right? So who is it that says there's no Jim Newman here? Jim Newman, right? <laughs> with big letters, Jim Newman. There's nobody here. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I love Jim Newman. I really love the guy. I like. I, we need people like that. We Me need too. people like who are the ones that yes. are extreme to tell people to tell the people who are doing a lot of vipassana without realizing that they're vipassanaizing the to say, "Hey, man, what did it do?" We need people like that. But I'm sure he realizes. I'm sure that's part of his the way he's. That's part of his clinical brand. I, I'm sure he realizes it, but but that's how he chooses to express infinity. And the way we choose to express infinity is that we emphasize the form with the emptiness, not over the emptiness, but with the emptiness. Yeah. 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 So I think you know, I think that view it's about it's about it's about the reflexivity of the view. You can both and simultaneously be a person and not be a person. Depends on the situation, yes. depends on the conditions. Yes. There's no reason to think that the no self view is the ultimate view. Because you start just staring on another ground, but then again, you have to realize that view before you can say that's not the only ground, right? So you have to realize it first, and then you have that lever to play around with. But then, at that point, after you realize no self, when you have a quote self, when you have it, when you continue into a character, it doesn't feel like self anymore. Would would you yeah totally would would you, would you then use the word you know simultaneity as yes. sort of one of the best ways to explain this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. so. I think so. Because yeah. even Rob Berbia, uh, he wrote a book called Emptiness, uh, seeing seeing that freeze. The whole book is about emptiness, but he keeps emphasizing that even emptiness is empty. Even the distinction between illusion and Reality is in and itself an illusion. Even fabrication is a fabrication. Because if everything is a fabrication, then nothing's fabrication. If everything is a dream, then nothing's a dream. Right? So even he said that it's very even though he emphasizes no self and emptiness a lot, even he said that's just one view out of infinite numbers of views that you can have as this the infatible, in, 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 inevitable. So he said that it's not it's it's not exactly healthy to just abide in the no self view twenty four seven because then that's yeah. when you get a spiritual bypass you know and then yeah. it's very easy to become an asshole yeah when you just operate on that non dual twenty four seven no self state yeah. it's also very easy to be an asshole when you're only in the self egoic state exactly why I <laughs> am bringing up simultaneity because when you because Buddha today would be in a sense uh if people were solely saying that this is emptiness dancing there's nothing for me to do period then that would be the buddha you know saying that li listen you know there's a way literally for you to end suffering for yourself and not just say that it's emptiness dancing i can be an egoic malevolent asshole if it you know there's a way to calm that yeah. down to water right. that f flame fire. Yeah. So I'm, 
I'm glad, yeah. The, the simultaneity, and then another way to talk about that is like a Jedi. A Jedi, the Jedi knows how to be at all of these layers. Yeah. That's another good way. Shape-shifting, or another good way is um, the biblical story of Joseph and the coat of many colors as well. It's it's like the shape-shifter. And um, <clears throat> so there's a lot another of similarity. Octopus. It's like a cosmic octopus. The cosmic octopus. That's interesting. Where did that? Where'd you get that one from? Well, I first got that from. I used to like uh, octopus a lot because I heard uh, I heard this talk by Terence McKenna. Yeah, Terence McKenna said um, he said like he really liked the octopus because the octopus is not. It's sort of he didn't really get non duality per se, but he said the octopus wears his mind or his thoughts on his body. He turns the inside out and the outside in. So the octopus's body, his identity is a reflection of the environment, and he's constantly shape-shifting. And then I took the analogy a bit further and said that this state right here, the state of the stateless state, the state or whatever this is, it feels like you are a cosmic octopus with no body, with no center. So it's almost like those the, the Buddha with like a thousand arms and a thousand eyes. Like, <laughs> You have this non, you have this 360 panoramic vision, and you have yes. those tentacles that are like not every sensation, even the cars outside the cars, the cars are here, even you seeing no. you. Um, no. they're just different tentacles of sensations that's looping back on itself. And I like that. So, the, I like that. that. It's it's, it's a, just like so, the yeah, yeah. It's so, in a sense, the, the cosmic octopus is kind of like when the tentacles are out everywhere imaginable in all of the infinite creation, and yet is also the void. I see the span, the cosmic octopus can be thought of as the span, whereas the Jedi or shapeshifter or Joseph in the Coding Many Colors, it's across all the layers simultaneously. That's mm. that's 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 the core, I think, there. And then <clears throat> would it be would it be fair then to say it it would be fair to say that on repeat we're just void to form form to void infinite amount here let, let me also um let me also put it this way um how many different ways can you color a blank canvas infinite numbers of ways how many different ways can you arrange musical notes into a song? Infinite numbers of ways. How many different ways can you vibrate your vocal cords to make language? Infinite numbers of ways. How many different ways can you modulate a movie screen to make movies? Infinite numbers of ways. And so this is the, this is, I think this has been the most easy way for me when I talk to people because as soon as I start asking them those questions, they almost get glimpses into infinity right as I'm asking them the questions. That's very interesting, man. I, I think we, we're coming, we, we're talking about the same thing, but in a different, from different sides. You're talking about like the, the impermanent, like every moment is different kind of side. And I'm talking about like the, the physicality of like the, the looping of it, but they're the same. Yep. Yeah, but they're the same. So, so it's almost like, it's okay. So when people ask you to describe what the Rikpa is or the natural state is, you can't give them a description at all because yeah. it's like how <laughs> it's like what the natural state is. It's like you get a like a different DMT, you get a different psychedelic from a different planet every nanosecond. 
That's not after we laser. Different psychedelic from a different planet every nanosecond. Oh my god. Okay, keep going. Psychedelic. That's after, after realization, it's just like trippy, bro. You don't you never know what you're gonna get the next moment. Yeah. Even though it's always been like that, but before you, you tend to solidify experiences into into boxes. But now without a box, really every fucking moment is I have no fucking clue what I'm gonna do next. It's so exciting. It's just like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't stop thinking about this. Okay, so we were just talking about all of the different ways you can color a, a blank canvas or arrange musical notes into a song. So you got to think about all of the different ways that we could create a, a planet orbiting a star that would then secrete the entheogens and psychedelics and also the humans that would then eat them and whatnot. And so you're saying that every single nanosecond you're basically taking a different entheogen psychedelic from a different creation a different planet secretion and eating that and experiencing that profound of a state of of voidness to infinity and that's the dance between emptiness and form is infinite emptiness you find the form in emptiness and emptiness in form yeah and that dance is yeah yeah so the heart sutra, yeah, the heart sutra. Who I, I really like the way that um, that that was described. That that is basically, in essence, what it is. It's like a kundalini. It's like a permanent kundalini um, toroidal awakening, like you were sort of showing in those different visualizations on on the device. It's almost like you live. It's like everybody lives in that cosmic storm. Um, feeling, but only those that have quote awakened or enlightened basically become full time aware of the that notion of the centerless insanity of Leela cosmic storm. Whereas when you live on the gross condom level, you don't recognize that because you're not subtle enough. Um, to recognize it because the universe as it as it fucks itself that you're doing it with this condom over your head and so you're not getting any of the sensation of that it, yeah of yeah something right. <laughs> oh my gosh oh, oh my god that was so good a different I, do, I, I wrote I actually wrote down a, a few analogies I want to share with you because you yeah let's do it let's do it so maybe I'll throw it out at the analogy out for you and then you can you know hit the tennis ball back okay so number one is uh, we talked about it an invisible cosmic octopus with no body um and second one is cosmic okay, storm. Let's, start, let's let's start with there so so one moment so the in, invisible cosmic octopus with no body okay. with no center with no center okay and then what was the what's the second one the second one is that we, we, i think we talked about this already also as the cosmic storm without an eye oh that was a good one too cosmic storm without an eye yeah. Okay. And the third one is the thousand eye and armed Buddha. Thousand eye and armed Buddha. Have you seen that? You've seen those sculptures, the statues, right? It's yeah, like, with all of the, the arms. Yeah, and, and he has the, eyes. Of the arms, yeah. and then he has like a head on the head, on the head, on the head, and all the different <laughs> heads is like 360, but then each 360 also has another back, another fractal yeah. of it on top of each other. Yeah. It's a really good uh, physical uh, visualization artistic uh, representation of the state, I would say, of infinity. That's great. And 
And you, and you're aware another, of the, the Mandelbrot infant fractal zoom, right? Benoit Mandelbrot's yeah. infant fractal zoom. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I think I saw it in some of your your work. That's I, another I, one. That's one that yeah. I tell people straight out when they want to know what the state is like. Yeah. Is just check out the video infinite yeah. infinite zoom Morbius strip. Yeah, uh, like the looping thing. Um, yeah. and. Let's see. So, so yeah, and then those visuals are some of it. Some of the some of the stuff. That the Klein there. bottle. The Klein bottle is another one with the Mobius the strip. Klein bottle. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that. K L. Let me look uh, at it right now. And yeah, K L E K L E I N bottle. K L E I N bottle. Oh yeah, there we go. Same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally. That's a great That's one. That's another one. Yeah. It, and that, that that kind of in, that does really the toroidal style wow. of Big Bang, Big Crunch. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's like quiz the different colors you can fill in there. That's a yes. great one, bro. I love that one. Yeah, that's the one that Eric, specifically Eric Weinstein has been a big proponent of of that one. Um, are you familiar with his work, Eric Weinstein? Uh, I've heard of his name, but I, I don't think I've ever he, listened to him. He's, he's kind of pretty ninja-like around the math and the physics around infinity also, which is interesting. You know who Garrett Lisi is? He's another nope. one that's kind of um, – they're, they're both on kind of the math and physics around infinity expressing itself. Um, and then um, – That's the thing we haven't talked about yet. When we talked about it in the beginning of the conversation before we go live, it's like a lot of those really smart guys, the physicists, the artists, even the drug addicts, the writers, they're at the edge of enlightenment. Even Kanye West, I think. Yep. They're yep. at the edge of their mind, but they don't have the proper techniques to yep. transcend it. That's why Osha said Beethoven, Sartre, Regina Wolf, um, all those guys, Nietzsche, all those guys will be enlightened beings if they were to from the West. Oh, sorry, from the East. Yep. But in today's world, we have the perfect opportunity to enlightenment yes. because we have the internet, yes. internet yes. bro. Internet. Exactly. <laughs> internet. Exactly. So I, I want to so 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 spot on. I want to I want to address your what you were what you brought up a moment ago. But you're so right that there's a in a sense it's kind of like what we can do in service to the awakening is we can play the tennis with these different leaders, which we'll talk about more uh, afterward um, uh, briefly on on the call. But just the idea is that if we can take infinity expressing itself to the leadership around the world. Like um, there's 2,200 billionaires around the planet and there's, you know, 225,000 ultra high net worth people around the planet. And there's 200 people in the UN general assembly, fortune 500 CEOs, 535 people in us Congress. Basically the point is that there's all these different world leaders that have a butterfly effect out on so many people around the planet. And so one of the things that we can do yep. is that if we can, enter into dialectic with them, whether it be, you know, Kanye West is a good one where like you were describing, there's so many people on this brink and that to sort of um, help them recognize it in the most childlike analogies is um, a massive part of the gift um, to bring. So that that's a critical one that I think we'll talk about more afterward. I really like what you were saying. Um, I think um, this is probably a way that uh, you and I will end up collaborating on is helping the visualization of the nature of reality. Um, have you also seen the, um, <clears throat> have you seen Alex Gray's art? 
Yes, I think Alex Gray came pretty His stuff also comes pretty close to some of the stuff. Yes, and you know yeah. the net of being, that one? It's like Indra's net, the net of being. It has all of the different um, heads. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, one off with Alex Ray. that one, yes. yeah, right there. And it's like what you were saying with that thousand-eyed um, armed yeah. Buddha. Yeah, so, so I like these visualizations. I think that's a good one. The cosmic storm without an eye is a really good one as well. Um, and here's another one. Yeah. What, what, what was the last one? God DJing itself. Oh, God DJing itself, like disc jockeying music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> okay, here's another one that you like. I think here's another one. A sculpture sculpting itself until the clear light of awareness appears. It's almost like Michelangelo. You know how he said the form of the sculpture is already inside the bark of marble, and you just need to chip away the unnecessary uh, yes. parts of it. And then we're doing that with spirituality. We're, we're sculptors sculpting ourselves, and then inside the sculpture is the clear light of awareness that's infinite and boundless. And the funny thing is, spirituality is the only thing that you have, the only task, the only task you can do where you can have your cake and eat it too. I always say spirituality, you have your cake and you eat it too. You can still do pickup, you can still do bodybuilding, you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing that you can do where you can become shredded and buff at the same time. You shred yourself into an atom, Smaller than Adam, but at the same time, you gain your your your, your dharma body of infinity into uh, absolute infinite space. <laughs> you get shredded it. and and you 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 balk and cut at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Is that you? Um, and that's sort of what I meant by like wadat al wujud when I kind of had my like little profound um, in December. This um, kind of like a macro level satori was a. It was very much like seeing the entire planet undergoing the process of that, like you described, the sculptor sculpting itself until the enlightened or awakened recognition of the loop of infinity closing on itself in that recognition and so right. that was yeah that was i think that one's really profound i agree that it's like having your cake and eating it too god djing itself was good um so we'll we'll have to keep artistically also i would another thing is um if you can and i know you're already doing this in a, in a in a sense but um taking and constantly you know visualizing this more and more on your channels and disseminating the visualizations more and more and so we'll we'll do cuz i mean we're making animated series we're making um long form content as well short form content to, that's what, like that's oh i always wanted to do that yeah, we're. I, I feel like we're gonna end up um, collaborating on that as well. You're. Uh, you have about uh, a couple dozens of minutes. You have like a dozen minutes left, or so. Because so, you need a little bit of time to get to your um, uh, your appointment. Oh, where you're we can. Uh, the appointment is at twelve thirty, so I could probably end at twelve, or maybe a exactly. little bit over. Exactly, and be good. Okay, cool. So let's wrap with. Oh, yeah. I got a couple more visuals that I want to do it. Do it. Let's do it. A couple more. A couple more. One of them is uh, uh, your body, mind, your me suit, and all the objects that you perceive. 
the clouds, the trees, even the floor are become mosquitoes. They're just mosquitoes flying around the infinite bra. Oh, interesting. The so everything is like mosquitoes flying around the infinite bra. Yeah. So basically, before you were the mosquito. Before you were only the mosquito. But now after you shift perspective to the Dhammakaya, to the Dhamma body of infinite bra, all the all the sensation, your entire body mind pre-awakening, even the, the cars outside, the yeah. the house, the buildings all become so small because you have yeah. to get people to visualize how huge it. you know? Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, you you, you literally become, uh, your new identity becomes the sky and all this all these different objects in the world are just mosquitoes flying around your new Dharma yeah. body. But then at the same time, there's no distinction again, because the, 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 the mosquitoes are just emptiness vibrating into yes. form. It's made up the same thing as the skies and the clouds and the trees. Yeah. So well, I think that, that was the animation. That's a trippy one. <laughs> yeah. That's another good one. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's one more. There's one more. Well, this one I think is pretty similar to the kind of analogy that you had on your channel when, when you said um, the necklace. It's like having a hundred dollar bills in your pocket all the time. You're just pulling one out after another. Like endlessly. <laughs> every time, every day, you just say, like, every time you want to glimpse at the absolute, you just pull out a hundred dollar bill. Ooh, it's all it's infinite. <laughs> Endless. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so it's kind of like the infinite wallet or whatever. Yeah, pretty much the infinite wallet. <laughs> uh, this is great. Okay, <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's super bringing it to the childlike level of playful visual understanding, which we definitely. It'll, it's it'll accelerate yeah the visualization is going to accelerate and amplify yeah may big time big time that's the core that i've noticed by the way the geniuses that have lived before now they've been focused on that deeply as well is visualizing the refined distillations of metaphysics Einstein was a visual artist, man. Like his general theory of relativity, it's all about visualization, his thought experiments. Because humans are visual animals. And why do you say the seeing, all seeing eye, the wisdom eye? The, this whole thing is about a way of seeing, a way of perception. Even yeah. though even though awareness goes beyond just seeing, but, but, but it's almost like there's just one unified sense door. And yeah. it's this all seeing eye transcends any individual or, or specific sense or like the visual sense or like the audio sense. The awareness in a way is kind of like just God's eye. God's eye without an eye. The awareness. Yeah. It's a yeah. thing that goes beyond seeing. Anyway, so there's another, there's two more that I think this one, you're going to like this one. Have you seen Pacific Rim? Like the, the movie Pacific Rim? Yeah. I, yeah. It's probably been a bit, but yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's like, uh, it's kind of like this. The entire um, Mm, Did mm -hmm. I? So it's like this, dude. Uh, I'll read what I wrote. 
It's kind of like the robot. You become the giant robot suit in Pacific Rim. Except that this suit is the entire cosmos with absolutely no gap and no separation and distance between humans, objects in sky, mountains, moon, and the sun. And all its parts are working in harmony and doing its best to make every action you perform and every thought that you have an absolute perfection in an interconnected, interdependent way. And there's no driver inside the, the, the robot. It's, it's just doing itself as itself. Okay. Okay, so I, I like uh, so, so in a sense in a sense it can be interchangeable. The Pacific Rim analogy can be potentially interchangeable with maybe the Avengers, like the like the superheroes um, style. Recognize that you are the infinite bra superhero yeah, type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and and that um, and that there's no separation in the cosmic storm of infinite bra superheroes. Yeah, yeah, it's just one superhero with different parts. And this one, I think, is good for representing like the interconnectivity of it, like the the dependent origination of it. How like every event has like an infinite webs of conditions that are connected different infinite webs of conditions, because the Sue is kind of like you know, it's like <laughs> kind of like Doctor Octopus too. Yep. Doctor yep. Octopus, guess what? Doctor Octopus looks like the Thousand Arm Buddha. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Dude, we should come up with the fucking like infinite bra superhero that just like embodies all the stuff that we talk. I about. agree. I agree. That's yeah, another that really good amazing. one. It's like the in, the in, the, in, the 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 infinite bra superhero is a really good way. I'll tell I'll tell you why. The psychological literature is really clear that young yeah. kids really love superheroes a lot. <laughs> And so if we make this infinite bra superhero when we make this, and then, yeah, it's it's, it's really good. It's a really good idea. It's like, it's like mom, mom, dad, I want to be the infinite bra. Yeah. Oh, let's buy the infinite bra action figure. Yes, 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 yes. But then, and then it's really important to not to, to just make sure that it's not externalized. Like, like that's the infinite bra superhero, yeah. but not not me. I'm not that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. A, you, know, like you have you have to realize that we're all Iron Man or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, type thing. Yeah, we're, we're all of it, but none of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's why that's why it leads me to my last example, woman uh, metaphor, which is uh, you are just an invisible you're you're the invisible man, like the the the, the, the invisible man character from from the uh, ocean world. You're just an invisible man, but all the sensations, the side, the clouds, the buildings, the trees, the, the floor, the the people are just the the clothes that you slap on. They're just like the mask that you wear. Yep. Yep. So even your body, your ego, your 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 mind, other people's thoughts. Every sensation you experience in the entire world are just clothes that you put on. Even space and time and awareness and observer are just different clothes that you step on. And this this being is invisible. Yeah. And that's the infinite bra right there. That's <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So 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 in <clears throat> so in essence, the the infinite bra superhero that we just talked about, the invisible man. Is both, <laughs> so is both I love it. I love it. It's both no form and all form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I it all it. comes down to that, man. All, we can, we, I think we can end it here. It I think so too. Down, it all comes down to the interplay between form and emptiness. Exactly. Form and emptiness. If you realize this at the experiential and cellular level, moment to moment, there's, there's nothing more. Like everything comes down to form emptiness.
and it's the it's and it's Leela of form and emptiness. That's a, it does come down to the heart sutra, but also it's Leela. The the play component of it, it's like like Aurobindo says, it's the childlike laughter of the infinite. The childlike laughter of the infinite, the Leela. The Leela component to the range of emptiness to all form, all the no form to all form. Yeah. So that's uh, it does come down to that. And that's that's the one end. And that's why it's like all the way back to the Heart Sutra, but all the way up to Infinite Bra is all that same recognition. One Dude, end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you know the sutra after the Heart Sutra? Basically, the Heart Sutra is the Theravada stuff, right? The 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 Vipassana path. So after that, we have the Bajrana and the Bajrana. There's their Heart Sutra, their main sutra. I don't know why it's called. I forgot what it's called. But is it the Diamond Sutra? I'm I'm not sure, but it's super psychedelics. It's like when you read it, you can be put into a psychedelic trance. Like the way they describe, like the Buddha being like lying with like ten thousand infinite faces, and like each like each each like atom contains the entire universe. How like there's all these different beings, and you you know what I'm talking about? The the those Chen Vajrayana Mohayana art, yeah. like Pope yep. Infinite. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, the reason why that came after the Theravada is because that's the, the the antithesis or the response or form to emptiness yes. in that previous Theravada yes. phase. Yes. So not just individually, as individuals, we go through these different uh, cycles of form and emptiness and then the combination of the two, even as a, as a whole, as a civilization, as a religious tradition in itself goes through these different phases. You have the Hinduism of the Brahman, and then you have the emptiness of Buddhism, try to refute yep. that. And then synthesizing both, you have the yep. Vajrayana and the Dzogchen and the Mahayana, where it says, don't stand on either side of the nihilism of emptiness or nothingness. Don't stand on the side of eternalism and the absolutism of Brahman. Find the middle way that transcends and include both. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, and today we have the technology to animate and simulate and create at the most experiential pedagogical level, especially for kids and adults, these visualizations of all no form to all form. And th that is gonna be what unlocks the the diamond around mm -hmm. each neck. Yeah, yeah. So let, let's let's jump on, we'll jump on our call and unpack that um, visualization more. I wanna thank, thank, for, thank you, Frank, this was, Perfect. Thank you, Alice. Wait, is Alice your real name? So my 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 birth name was actually Arkadzi Alan Sakyan, which is Armenian. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And then and then and then I and my middle my middle name's Alan. So I did went by that for a while. And then as I sort of shed this the identity, it transitioned to Atlas. And then just one name, Atlas. And then even the last like three plus months have basically been like, even that's gone. Now there's no form or name attached to the identity. There's that the identity is no form to all form, not even a layer called Atlas. So, um, but yeah, so, so that, and then Frank Yang, was that your also, what was your birth name? And you're in Taiwan right now. Are your parents both uh, Taiwanese where, where, yeah. So walk us through that quick also. Uh, my my dad is in Taiwan. Um, my mom is in the U.S. and right now I'm just in Taiwan because I can't really I, I can't really go back to the U.S. right now because of the pandemic. And Taiwan is one of the safest places in the world right now, so I'm just totally. chilling here. Yeah, and, and, and so but your lineage, 
your lineage is both mom and dad are Taiwanese? Yeah, they're both Taiwanese. Okay, okay, cool. And then and then um was Frank Yang the American? What was what what's the Taiwanese like birth name also? What was uh the Taiwanese birth name is Yang Yang Shiyi. Yang Shiyi? That's my original OG Taiwanese Chinese name. OG yeah, Yang, then my, Yang Shiyi. My, my on the passport for my American passport is Frank Yang. Yeah. I like what you said about not even having Atlas, bro. I feel the exact same way. It's like the way this thing unfolded before there's Frank King. And then you're like, oh, there's a character here that's not Frank King. But even the character is dissolving. The, the, right now, it doesn't feel like I used to be like, oh, this character wants to do this. But there's no character. <laughs> there's not even a bra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you, you have to stand out in front to be able to talk about this. So you have to yeah. you pick and choose your clothes. Yeah. So, still, yeah. So, so that's another thing that um, we'll discuss is that the geopolitical relationship between like the U.S. and China. I was there in 2019 doing partnership interviews and I loved my experience in China. And I really am excited about bringing together peace, India, China, Saudi Arabia, Russia, Brazil, all these different kind of powerhouses just working together to recognize that, you know, this infinite bra nature. So, we'll, yeah. <laughs> Imagine Frank, Frank, and Atlas at the UN fucking talking about infinite bra and everybody's you know, micro, you know, you know, microdosing you know. magic mushrooms. Yeah, go ahead. You know, you know who's the opposite of infinite bra? Um, Donald Trump. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure. But they're the same, really. That's yeah, what but, I think of. Yeah, same. Yeah, yep. They're the same. Because like when you, yep. when when you are one hundred percent ego, that means you have no ego. Yeah, that's so, so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but if you're only ninety nine percent, you're still ego. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, um, you're the, the you know, we'll, None we'll keep, we'll keep hitting. Yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep hitting this, this ball back. Thank Frank, thank you, <laughs> and uh, I know, and I just, None I also, Infinite Bra is the biggest. Right. He's Infinite is the biggest egomaniac. He's yeah. so such a big egomaniac. His ego is a sense of infinity that has no sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we'll right. we'll keep okay. Yeah, let's um so just quick, I just want to end I want to end the, the the episode by saying everybody, um, I highly recommend checking out both Frank's YouTube channel. The link is in the bio below. He has really exceptional content on there. Go and watch that and also follow him on Instagram. He has great stories and great content he posts there, including all these visualizations of infinitude, as well as sort of step-by-step understandings of how to recognize like we talked about um the the juxtaposition between the clouds and the sky and then plucking out even the last thorn of awareness itself the no form to all form type he he unpacks that great so go and go and follow and check him out let us know how you think about the conversation below leave us a comment we would love to hear from you um leave us a comment like the video if it brought you value subscribe or follow across all platforms Share the content with other people so more people can see sort of and unpack what we're talking about with awakening, enlightenment, and whatnot. And that's it. That's all, folks. We love you very much. Thank you so much for tuning well, in. Thank you, Frank. Yeah. This is so you, great. I, I've been doing a lot of podcasts recently, but this one is, uh, I don't know, this one is uh, something else, man. Yeah. And I, that, that's what that's what I'm going to talk to you about right now after this is doing this type of stuff a little bit more frequently. We'll explore that here in a bit. Much love. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you Thank soon. Thank you. Thanks, bras. everyone. All the infinite bras. All the infinite bras. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>